Welcome to the Simon Beer Show, Beers from Lockdown, Volume 4. This week we will be going around the Baltic with a box of beer from Beer 52, from Finland and Estonia. And you will notice a marked change this week as I increase my number of reviewed beers from 6 to 8. Again, this is coming from my Beer 52 box, this time from the 29th of October 2019. The Beer 52 sent their man Richard Crosdale to check out the beer scenes in and around Helsinki and Tallinn. Let's start in Finland. We've been fans of Baltic beer since 2017, when Beer 52 was the first to bring many great Estonian beers to the UK. And the Ferment magazine lifted the lid on the country buzzing craft beer scene. Okay, just to put in here, I of course had already experienced Estonian craft beer a year before that. I discovered an absolutely amazing Estonian craft brewery that wasn't included in this box called Pohala when I first went to Warsaw Beer Festival in Poland in October of 2016. Just wanted to interject, no Pohala in this, but Pohala are great. When I get access to my Pohala beers, I'll have to do some of my four-year-old Pohala beer. So when the opportunity came up not only to return to the area but to include Helsinki in the experience, it was a no-brainer. Like many of its Nordic peers, Finland has a patchy history with alcohol, cold and dark, with not much distraction for a lot of the year. And there was, and is, a strong reliance on prohibition to protect public health, with high taxes and licensing restrictions to ensure the state has a monopoly on all but the lowest ABV drinks. Yeah, you think we're bad here in the UK. I'm not sure what their alcohol tax, but Finland is one of the few companies in Europe that has a higher VAT rate than us, and we've got 20%. And they also have a higher beer tax rate, but that's probably going to be covered later in this article. While supermarkets can sell anything up to 5%, it was 3.5% until a couple of years ago. Anything stronger had to go through esoterically named Alco stores, which seem to be everywhere. There are pros and cons to such systems. Most booze watchers hold a grudging respect for Sweden's Systembolgat state monopoly, but it is generally served to drive up prices and raise the bar to entry for would-be craft breweries. This would be evident at Tallinn's Craft Beer Weekend a couple of years ago, with the Finnish contingent travelling a short hop across the water from Helsinki was, was as enthusiastic as they were numerous. With much more liberal licensing laws, Estonia has become a haven for Finns looking to indulge their passion. The same is true of the brewers. And the two Finns behind Sorry went to extreme lengths of establishing their brewery in Tallinn, reportedly to the chagrin of some of their Finnish peers. But that just might be gossip. There were other quirks too. Despite the impression they gave in Tallinn, the quiet reserved Finns don't tend to be social drinkers. At least not in the sense that the UK would understand. Rather than steady social drinking as a part of a regular weekly routine, Finns will typically abstain unless there's a special occasion or public holiday, at which point they just go wild. In any case, the relative difficulty of being a craft beer devotee in Finland hasn't prevented an interesting high-quality crop of bars, pubs and breweries gaining a foothold and quickly growing in a relatively short space of time. Only six years ago, the number of Finnish breweries were in their 20s. Now, that number is around 300. And many local brands and traditions have been revived. And as great as Helsinki is, it's not the whole picture. Most reasonably sized towns now have their own brewery, and craft beer is widely available across the country. To their credit, the two big supermarkets chains, named S and K, the Finns aren't big on overly flowery names, have really been the driving force in this revolution, with local managers given a free hand to negotiate and buy beer from local producers. Again, this plays into the sense that Finnish drinkers are developing a real sense of pride in their neighbouring breweries. It's not all roses though. Several breweries I spoke to have had complaints that sound familiar from anyone involved in the British craft beer movement a few years ago. Namely, the trend to become obsessed with a couple of hot new brands before ditching them and moving on six months later. As exciting and increasingly adventurous as it may be, mature it is not. The flip side of this, of course, is there's plenty of room to make your mark. Next to the saturated markets, craft share in Finland is still minuscule, 
They're not yet relying on export as their main source of growth. Pernikin wants Hub to scale back its international sales to avoid letting down its domestic customers' desire to increase their order volume. The main enemy remains macro brewed lager, not your big craft peers. It feels like an exciting phase, and there's no doubt Finland already has the quality to become in time a truly great craft beer nation. My first beer out of this beer box came from a brewery in Tallinn, the capital of Estonia, and one that doesn't feature in the magazine which is strange. So I'm going to read you a section off their website. This is from Sorry Brewing. Location in the capital of Estonia, Tallinn. Backed by crowdfunding investors, Sorry Brewing is on a mission to make the world more fun with better craft beer. It started with two Finns who moved away from their home country to brew without compromise. Not far, but far enough to make it count. Together with an amazing team, these guys are dedicated to bring you joy in the form of craft beer. Currently brewing at around 3,000 hectolitres a year and running a barrel programme with almost 200 barrels, we enjoy a wide range of beers from barrel aging big beers to refreshing sours to soup hoppy IPAs. Surrey Brewing has raised more than 1 million euros in capital through an equity based crowdfunding scheme in 2015 2016. Over 300 people joined the mission to create a brewery that pushes the limits. So, who are Surrey Brewing? A crowdfunded brewery started by two young Finns determined to make their impact on the world of craft beer in Northern Europe. They moved away from their home country to start a brewery without compromises, bringing Northern ideas to big low American brewing in search of experiences in taste. Summarise into one sentence, serious beer for not so serious people. Behind Sorry Brewing, the people who run it, who are Sorry Brewing, Pray Herola, so that's P-Y-R-Y. -Y. Used to work for a big energy company in portfolio management, making sure Metropolitan Helsinki area was lit and heated. He has also been a part-time marketing entrepreneur as well. He's the creative and strategic head. He's also the one behind all the graphics. Prey's phone is integrated into his hand and he is devoted with connecting to the fans through social media. So if the brewery likes what I've said about them on my social media channels, it's most likely him that's hit the like button. Okay, I'm going to have fun with this one. Heke Uwatala used to market women's shoes and flirt with bloggers for one of Europe's biggest online retailers. Heleki was the one igniting the idea of having a brewery, but it took two to make it a reality. He was probably good in marketing ladies' shoes and all, but now he's the man behind the beers and production planning. At some point, there was three of us. After a year of learning entrepreneurship the hard way, one of us decided to move and work in a lab for another brewery. A great lesson about entrepreneurship. It requires a lot from you and the people around you. We've remained friends and all gained some. Now, Sorry Brewing has grown into a real brewery with talented brewers and people behind the scenes working every day to push the limits and create something new. Steadily we grow our family and make our crazy story even bigger. We applaud the great team we have today. Our head brewer, Taman McDowell, is a dynamic duo with our Aussie brewer, Rob Campbell. And they would be in trouble without the quality manager, Cardi Cadula, and the master of the packages, Katrin Trum. From our sales department, you'll get a big smile from the tireless Aero Vaca Aho. Why Sorry? Sorry is where it all began. A small block in Tampere, Finland. We learned the basics of brewing as home brewers and in an academic beer society, which is now the most popular one in Finland. Sorry also represents what we are. It's an apology, since we Finns always apologise to show our humble nature. And we are also there to rock a couple of corporate brewers' boats. So, we are sorry. Yes, very clever. Visiting Sorry. So when this is all over, if you want to go out to Estonia and go visit them. Before all this kicked off, I was actually planning a trip to Tallinn this year. Maybe once things have cooled down, maybe by next year or 2022, when all this COVID-19 stuff has cooled down. I'll finally get out to Tallinn. I'll get a chance to visit these guys. Visiting Sorry. Sorry Brewing is located in an old Soviet-era factory in the middle of a former restricted Divgatl factory complex. That history is still very present here even though everything has moved on. 
One of our things is to be close to the people, so it's easy to reach us. We are just next to Italian City Centre, so book a visit and see how it's made. Let's have a look how you book a visit then. We are open to groups of five or more people. If you're a smaller group, check our existing tour times in the calendar. Due to high demand, reserve your tour well in advance, 7 to 30 days prior to visiting. Wow. We don't take reservations over one month ahead. The brewery tour is 10 euros per person, cash is preferred. If you want an invoice, a 9 euro 50 invoicing fee applies. If your group is smaller than five people, we don't have common tours, basically we, they don't have space on a tour already going, then it's 50 euros per person. For an extra five euros per person, you can also add tasting of five beers. Brewery tours take around 90 minutes you get introduced to a pretty different craft brewery. If your group has a special theme in mind, for example crowdfunding or brewing, we can focus more on that area. We don't accept people who are intoxicated on the tours. You can't bring your own alcoholic beverages. Visitors are advised to wear closed toe shoes on the tour. In the winter it's chilly, so wear warm clothing. Taxi from the city centre is around 6 to 9 euros. Our tour guides serve you in English or Finnish. But on some occasions we can do one in Estonian. You can do a beer and merchandise shopping from the brewery with good prices. The brewery is easy to access by bus and by train and is only a quarter of an hour's walk from the airport. However, we recommend using taxi apps, Taxify or Uber. So there we are. That's a little bit about Sorry Brewing. So let's see what I thought of their beer. And we'll start with the description out of the back of the Ferment magazine. Sorry Brewing. Yes IPA. 5.5% West Coast IPA. A gluten-free IPA with all the taste. This refreshing IPA is hopped with mosaic and centennial. A lot of fresh pineapple, tangerine and floral notes. One of those beers you'll easily drink twice. Hey guys, welcome to a sunny but blustery Triada Bay on this Easter Monday, 13th of April 2020. It's Easter Monday. And you know what? I thought I'll have a beer. Yes, I'll have a beer. I have in my hand a bottle of beer from Tallinn in Estonia, but not my normal one. My normal brewery from Estonia are called Pohala. This is a new one on me, they're called Surrey Brewery from Tallinn, the capital of Estonia. This is a gluten-free IPA, and it says on it, Serious beer for not-so-serious people. Two Finnish craft beer rebels, Pyrai and Hiki, voted with their feet against the ludicrous legislation and started to crowdfund it brewery in Tallinn, Estonia. Our mission is to brew beer without gluten-free IPA with all the taste. A refreshing IPA, this refreshing IPA is hopped with mosaic and centennial for a truckload of fresh pineapple, tangerine and floral notes. We believe that beer should be for everyone, so we wanted to make one for our gluten intolerant friends. It does not compromise on flavour. And this is it. So there it is, that's your bottle. This came out of my box dated October 2019. It's five and a half percent, so that's your bottle. Green label with lots of thumbs up on it. As normal, I have my Wirral Beer Festival glass. No social gatherings. That's your bottle cap, a very nice bottle cap. I like this bottle. I like their logo, very simple, straightforward. So there's your bottle cap. Now let's get this out into my glass and see what I think. Whoa! That's lively. That's so lively my bottle cap fell in the glass. I've got to fish this bottle cap out now. There it is. <laughs> That's a new one. As always with my De Heldenbrage bottle opener. Right, so. That should be about right. So this is a nice golden colour with a one, two, three finger foamy white head, lots of bubbles, lots of carbonation. Mmm, smells good. Let's see what I think of this then. Mmm, oh that's nice that. Very hoppy, very bitter, extremely hot forward this beer. Bad that. Juicy, fruity, very hoppy. I'm liking that. Cheers, guys. Another great pick from Beer 52. Yeah, I'm liking that. I'm liking that a lot. I'm going to give that 
very bitter, this won't be to everyone's taste. Yes IPA gets a yes from me. I'm giving that a 4 out of 5. That is really nice. And you wouldn't know that was gluten free either. Yeah, once the hot bitterness is gone, you've got like a multi backbone, like a multi taste on the back end. Yeah, that is very nice. Very, very nice. Yeah, I'm going to sit here and enjoy that. Cheers, guys. I'll see you guys soon. Have a great afternoon. Enjoy yourselves what you're doing. Here's an interesting coincidence. The next beer I picked out of the box comes from Finland, from Tampere, and they are called Herniken. Once upon a time, the town of Tampere was the hub of brewing. The immaculate water, universally agreed on to be the purest in the world, resulted in traditional beers of such quality that the town was famed across the region. But then prohibition struck, and the few licensed breweries that remained were picked off one by one by the international brewing giants, bent on creating a pan-European lager homogeny. Then, in 2013, Tumor's Pear, a man with beer in his blood, figuratively and literally, decided he was fed up with social work and it was time to put Tampere and Pinland back on the beer map. Beer has always been a part of me, he explained. I come from a Shati family, which is a very traditional beer in Finland, older than any other styles in the world. And the recipes have always been passed down through families, usually from mother to daughter. It's very strong and beautiful, using yeast like German Weizen yeast, but with no carbonation. My recipe is 400 years old, and from my father's side, it's at least 100 years old. My brother taught me when I was 15. In around 2012, I wasn't happy in my job, and my wife found that a brewing school was looking for new students. I got in and learned how to brew professionally. Intensely perfecting our chassis to give it a shelf life of three to four months. We opened Pernican in 2013. Its annual production was about 35,000 litres. It was one of only 20 breweries in the whole country, around half of which had effectively fallen silent. Demand quickly outstripped Thomas's ability to supply from his small basement premises, so we launched a crowdfunding campaign to find something more suitable. In one day we got 35,000 euros. I mean, what the... He laughed. The current brewery is much more appropriate and has enabled Pernican to become Finland's fastest growing brewery in three consecutive years. This year's production they hit 2.25 million litres, with demand increasing both domestically and internationally. When I arrived to see the brewery, there's a host of local bloggers and press waiting. Cameras dictaphones poised to record the moment. It's not a reception I'm used to as a beer writer of dubious repute. And I'm certainly not ready to give an impromptu presentation on the reasons for my visit, nor the stage grinning handshake photos with Thomas. The reaction from my media peers is unreadable. Perhaps I should have learned Finnish for the sake of appearances, but they seem satisfied when I trail haltingly into silence, so I can only assume the job is done. Thank God for beer, which is cold and plentiful in the post-presentation huddle. I sink into my half-litre Pernican's Mosaic Lager in about 30 seconds. This stuff is absolutely great. Long time readers know I'm not usually a fan of mosaic, which to me usually tastes of pickled onion monster munch. Yeah, I've heard that before. Um, the new presenter on the Beerish podcast, Laura, says exactly the same about mosaic hop. This is thirst quenching and so crisp, with zesty lemon notes and a palpable grapefruit tingle on the sides of my tongue. This is the first of four cans I'll consume over the next several hours. I have no regrets. Thomas admits that his timing had played a large part in the brewery's success. After a brief and unsuccessful flurry of new wave finished breweries in the 90s, drinkers here had been saddled with pretty poor domestic lagers, even as interest in authentic high quality produce had steadily increased. My job at the time, after brewing, was to go out and meet shop owners and markets and sit down with them with samples. The first six or seven months really felt like we were pushing us an open door. The hours were long, but it felt like people had been waiting for this, for someone to reclaim Tampere's brewing heritage. As something of a pioneer, Pernican inevitably came up against Finland's licensing law, which are almost as restrictive as those in Scandinavian countries. Going against the natural Finnish tendency to be a little shy and quiet, Tumas set out to challenge what he saw as one of the biggest barriers to a successful national craft beer scene. We were brave because Finnish alcohol laws are quite set. We were like pirates fighting against the system. The media was always asking our opinions because they know we'll make noise. Other breweries have been a bit more careful. We made some progress too. 
Before, the maximum ABV you could sell in a supermarket was 4.7%, and now it's 5 We were a big part of that. When the law was being debated, I was getting text message updates from a couple of politicians sitting in Parliament. And also, breweries couldn't serve beer straight from the brewery before, which has also changed, allowing us to set up shops in a tap room on site. While people will still buy an IPA if you brew it, Thomas says consumers' tastes are becoming more sophisticated in the terms of trying different styles. He also says the ABV arms race, arguably an inevitable consequence of the relaxation of prohibition, is showing signs of calming down, just like it has in the UK. Ironically, considering how hard we fought to have these limits raised, low ABV beers are trending at the moment. It's a good thing. People want to have three or four good beers and not go home drunk. We're also seeing a lot more women drinking beer and embracing the lower strength beers with more interesting flavours. That trend has benefited us because we were early going into low ABV. Having covered most of the brewing history, it was now time for the tour. I was impressed by the scale of the operation. Around 30 people just work in this warren of pipes and tanks now. And I'm introduced to them all. But there's one more surprise waiting for me upstairs in the staff area. A fully equipped sauna with its own beer fridge. The three-tiered wooden tunneled room has a tall cylindrical stone heater in the centre and its air is heavy with sweet pine resin. Taking my cues from my house, I strip off and jump into the shower and take my place on the scalding hot bench. The sauna is very important in Finnish culture, explains Thomas. It's a great leveller and many deals have been done here. You're all naked with nothing hidden. That sort of thing encourages trust. With that, he empties a can of mosaic lager onto the coals, releasing the most amazing baked malt aromas and sending a plume of superheated lager into the space around my head. I feel the pride of my nation is at stake here, so I sip at my drink nonchalantly, ignoring the rivulets of sweat pouring off my back, my swimming vision and the pounding of my blood in my ears. In the end though, I'd snap back and stand unsteadily. Don't shower, advises Thomas. What? You'll lose the benefits if you shower now. Grab a beer and go sit on the campfire instead. I do as instructed and am soon installed on a metal grey gantry overlooking the car park, necking a session IPA dressed only in a skimpy towel. Not for the first time in my ferment career, I ponder the life choices I have made that have brought me here. Although again, I have no regrets. And that piece was written by Beer52's Richard Crossdale, as most of the articles from the Ferment magazine are. So Richard then goes on to do a little roundup of the brew house. The Pernican Brew House. Right in the middle of Tampere, Pernican's Brew House is a beautiful, traditional looking wood panelled pub serving amazing food and an impressive range of beers from the brewery itself and other stars of the Finnish scene. It also has its own glass fronted Pico Brewery for experimental pilot brews. It was great to see a craft brewery with such a large, prominent location and so busy that the owners couldn't get a table on a Tuesday night. So that is Pernican Brewing. Pernican Brewing, Papa's Vanilla Stout, 6.8%. Stout. Tasting notes. Coffee aroma balanced with hints of vanilla and a fresh roasted malt profile. A sweet and smooth espresso finish. Hey guys, welcome back. Come inside now, it's a bit cold, it's getting dark, it's half past eight. We are Easter Monday the 13th of April 2020. My next beer comes from Finland, from the town of Tampare. A name I know very well, I've got a friend who lives there, one of my friends who I grew up with back in Lincolnshire. He's a little older than me. Some years ago now he moved out to Finland, to Tampare, go live with his girlfriend. And he's still out there. This beer is from Tampare. It is from Pernikin, which is spelt P-Y-Y-N. I-K-I-N. This is a can of Papa's Vanilla Stout coming in at 6.8% and there are crowdfunded brewery by the looks of it. So the town of Tampere is 112 miles or 180 kilometres north of the capital Helsinki. So let's decant this into a glass and see what I think. It has a best before but you can barely read it. It says... Oh, they've got a lot of long dates on this one. This is 1020, something 1020, so that's okay. The one I had earlier was also 1020. Can't find my other glass, so I'm drinking out of my Salopian brewery glass tonight. Ah, oops. Oops, with the pss came flying out. It's very pressurised, it's dripping down the, 
side of the can now. Whoa, this is extremely lively. It's, uh, it's bubbling out the top. There we are, that'll do. So while that's settling, no, I'll, I'll, wait, I'll wait for the photo, I'll wait for it to settle because it's poured, it's a big black beer and it has a one, two, three finger tan head when poured. So I'm just going to wait a moment for it to settle. So what we've been doing this Easter weekend then, you know, it's crazy to think that a year ago, well I think it's a year ago next weekend, a year ago I was in Edinburgh. Yes, yeah, so Easter was a week later last year, it was the 20th. So I was just getting ready to go up to Edinburgh this time last year. There we go, that's calmed down a bit now. That's come down to a one finger foamy tan head. I'm just going to let that settle again. Can't believe it's been a year since I went to Edinburgh. I went to see my musician friend Claire Means play at her first ever UK gig. That was a great weekend, that was. Right, that is just about ready to drink. It's got down to about a half finger tan head. Let's try this and see what I think then. It's about a third, isn't it? Ooh, it smells chocolatey. It doesn't say it's chocolate and vanilla sour, but it smells chocolatey. Cheers, guys. Mmm. Mmm. Well, that's quite nice. I can't read this. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this white text on this red maroon background isn't easy to read. Just looking for what hops were in it, but it's okay. It's a little bit dry. So my first foray into Finnish craft beer. Not really that much vanilla. A little bit chocolatey, a little bit dry. There's a hint of vanilla there. Because it's supposed to be a vanilla stout, not a chocolate vanilla stout. There seems to be more chocolate flavour than the vanilla. Um, but it's not bad. I'm going to that three and a half out of five. It's not too bad. A bit dry for my taste, but not too bad. Other people may like this. Really to my taste, it's... Uh, yeah, it's not bad. Not bad at all. Alright, see you later guys. My next beer and the penultimate one for day one came from Estonia, from the town of Sau, 12 miles or 19.3 kilometres south of the capital Tallinn. Ollendorf's story started in 2009 when our brewmaster Limar couldn't find any interesting beers in the store and decided to start homebrewing. Within a few years, demand for beer was growing amongst his friends. Limar teamed up with Ermas in 2012 and founded the brewery. First beers were released on the 26th of November 2013. Olenort is the only brewery in Estonia who is using local ingredients. We believe that every beer must have a unique local character and flavour. And this beer I had was called Sartskas Easel. You'll find out what that means in the review. Olenort Sartskas Easel. 5.3% Pale Ale Tasting Notes Pours a slightly hazy dark golden to amber colour with a fairly modest head Taste is fruity malty with a spice aroma with hoppy notes and a slight spicy warmth Moderate sweetness and caramel on the finish Hey guys, welcome to another Beers from Lockdown there we go, where are we? 14th of April 2020. Today I have a bottle of beer from Olenort. Olenort are from Estonia. They are from the city of Sau, 20 kilometres or 12.5 miles south of the capital Tallinn. 5.3%. There is a description, but it's in Estonian. Used by on this is 1st of the 11th, 20. It's 5.3%. It comes in a 330 milliliter bottle. And it's called Sartkas Easel, which translates as a lively donkey. So let's get out of this glass and see if it is lively. Pulled up a little to the top, I thought it was going to... So it's not that lively, this donkey. Oh wow, yes it is, look at that. <laughs> I've poured that in. It's a very nice light golden colour. It has a one, two, three, four, five and a half finger white head. Wow. 
So, Lively Donkey is a apt name for it. I'm going to wait for that head to go down a sec, so... One, two, three, two and a half. It's settling, it's getting there. Right. Let's take a swig of this and see what I think. Looks like an ice cream. <laughs> Should I get a flake with that? <laughs> Mmm, oh, that is really nice. Mmm, tap description say for this. So there's no actual description on it. Let's see if I can get a description for it off untapped. No, no description on untapped. It's quite nice, it's a light golden colour. Hoppy. Just what I like in a bit. There we go, the head's down to one finger now. We'll have a little discussion about Polish craft beer. <laughs> Got a very thin foamy head on it. Cheers guys, thank you for watching on the beer show and we're away from So yeah, alright, it's really nice. I haven't rated it, have I? I was gonna go without rating it. That is really nice. Yeah, I'm giving that a four out of five, that is really, really nice. I was looking at it on tapped and people are only giving it sort of three and a half. Alright. Cheers guys, have a great afternoon, do what you're doing. I'll see you a little bit later with another one. Hope you're all coping well with the lockdown. Stay safe, stay at home. I'll check you in a bit. Untap says this Sartscast easel from Olenort is a spiced stroke herb beer. To begin with, I thought it was just tasted like quite a hoppy IPA rather than a spice beer, but it's still quite like a, quite a hoppy IPA. When I taste it a little bit more, I suppose I am guessing it's a spice or clove flavour to it. And to end the first half of the podcast, before we go to our musical break, we're going to come full circle. Can you remember what happened half an hour ago? We started with a beer from a brewery called Sorry. And coming full circle, that's where I'm going to finish day one and put the midpoint of this show on the beer from Sorry Brewery from Tallinn. I'm not going to tell you anything about it because my description in the review just says it all really. This was called Coffee Gorilla, which I completely forgot to mention in the review. My last beer tonight and my last beer for this week is a beast. An absolute beast. We're going back to Tallinn. Back to Sorry Brewing that I started on. The first one out of this box. So, as I said, this is a beast of a beer. It's gluten-free and vegan. This is Sorry Brewing Coffee Vanilla Baltic Porter. Coming in at a whopping 7%. It's going to be a big black beer. I'll read you what it says on the bottle. I'll then read you what it says in the magazine. Two Finnish craft beer rebels, Pyrie and Heike, voted with their feet against the ludicrous legislation and started a crowdfunded brewery in Tallinn, Estonia, on a mission to brew beer without compromises. A yawn is a silent scream for more coffee. Brewed with six different malts and smooth espresso, now it is possible to drink beer and coffee at the same time. This must be the future. Pair this beer with everything chocolate. So I'm assuming this is going to have quite a chocolatey tone to it. Right, let's decant this into my glass. What glass are we drinking from tonight, as always? My Wirral Beer Festival staff glass. Still with my name sticker on it from two years ago. Shows how sticky those labels are, doesn't it? And as per usual, my De Helderbruge bottle opener from the Netherlands. I'm going to open it here now, because if you remember yesterday afternoon, the top fell in my glass. Just a nice... There we go, right. Oh wow, I think I can smell that from here. Right, let's have a taste of this. See what I think. Cheers, guys. Mmm, oh, it smells good. Okay, so before I do that, I'll just read you the description from the magazine, which says brewed with six different malts and smooth espresso. Loads of roasty flavours with dark chocolate and a mellow alcohol tone. Pair this beer with anything chocolate. Coffee Gorilla is also a great dessert. This is the first ever gluten-free Baltic porter in the world. So there we go. A little bit of uh, difference to what's said on the bottle. Right, there we go. Mmm, oh yeah, it smells chocolatey. 
Mmm, oh that's quite nice actually, bread, quite bitter. It's not bad for a Baltic port, is that? Mmm, oh I like that. No, it's very good. It's one of the best Baltic ports I've had in a while, that. So I am going to give that. It's a bit low ABV for a Baltic porter, it's only 7%. <laughs> only 7%. Baltic porters are generally 10 to 12. But yeah, they've done it, they've nailed the style with lower ABV than standard. I'm going to give that 4 out of 5, that is really nice. Have a great weekend, do yourself whatever you're doing, stay safe. Just in case you were curious, this was the write-up for it in the back of the magazine. Sorry Brewing, Coffee Gorilla, 7%, Baltic Porter. Brewed with six different malts and sprued espresso. Loads of roasty malt flavours with dark chocolate and mellow alcohol tones. Pair this with everything chocolate. Coffee Gorilla is also a great dessert. This is the first ever gluten-free Baltic Porter in the world. Our midpoint music this week, oh I like that, I'm going to keep that. Our midpoint music this week comes from a band I was recommended by Spotify. I've got to say this was a very difficult choice of what song to pick for this podcast. I had some great music over the two editions of my radio show this was taken from. I only play one song per podcast, so either go back and listen to Beer Shows 31 or 32 or look out for the playlist coming up on my YouTube channel. But in the end, I went for this. They are an alternative rock band from Glasgow in Scotland. They formed in 2012. This track is off their album Catch the Wave. This is Velvet Moon with Balcony.
In a moment I will return to the second half of the beer reviews from Tallinn and Helsinki. But first, I have a treat for you. I have one extra beer this show. On Saturday the 18th of April I decided I'd have a beer. So I dragged one out of the fridge and it was a can of Cloudwater Bruco's IPA. It's been sat in my fridge for some time. You know what? I'll get it out, I'll crack it open and I'll have a beer on a Saturday night, which I don't normally do because I normally just do Mondays and Tuesdays. Hey guys, it's Saturday night. Some of you may be watching the event on YouTube tonight. It's time for a beer. So what have we got tonight? We have a can of Cloudwater's IPA. This is a 6.5% IPA from Cloudwater Brewery in Manchester. And it says on the back of it, Juicy, soft and full of ripe tropical fruit flavours from a blend of hops and aromatics. Hazy IPA is a modern take on a classic style. Showcasing hop flavours and yeast esters against a big body from high protein malt. To replicate the mouthfeel of tropical fruit. This beer finishes with a low bitterness to get the hop aromas and flavours to linger on your palate. So, let's get this out and into my glass. This is 6.5%. Drinking from my World Beer Festival Sapphire. It's a 440ml can. There we go, it's a completely hazy golden colour. Let's try this then. Oh, that is really nice. Yeah, nice, big, fruity, juicy. Straight out the fridge, so it's very cold. I probably should have let it warm up a minute. But... Mmm, yeah, that is nice. A little bit of bitterness on it. It does say it's got a dry hop rating of 12. Yeah, I'm getting... So it says the aroma and flavour is mango pulp and pineapple chunks combined with navel orange. Yeah, I'm getting that. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'm getting mango, a little bit of pineapple. Don't know what a navel orange is, I'm getting a little bit of blood orange in the background. The body, silky, full-bodied and juicy with a soft, pillowy carbonation. Yeah, okay. Aftertaste, lasting, juicy orange. Oh, we're definitely getting the orange. I suppose there is something a little bit peppery. Best before. <laughs> 22nd of September 19. This one's been in my fridge a while. Oh yeah, that is really nice. I'm enjoying that. Even though it's seven months out of date, still tastes perfectly fine. I'm going to go finish this off. Have a good night guys. Hope you're staying home, staying safe. Only going out when necessary. Have a great evening, guys. Enjoy whatever you're doing. I'll see you sometime soon. Hey, guys. Right, I am back. You know why? Silly, silly, silly me. I forgot to reach it, didn't I? I told you it was good. I told you I liked it. I told you it was nice, juicy, fruity, tropical. But I never actually gave it a rating. I am going to give that four out of five. I'll give this top marks twice before and four and a half the last time I had it at New Year. For the next beer out of my box, I headed to Finland via Glasgow. It's a collaboration between 71 Brewing in Dundee and Lumi Brewing in Espoo, Finland. So this is what Beer 52's Richard Crowstale had to say on Lumi Brewing. Lumi Brewing is tiny, and I say this having seen quite a few tiny breweries. In terms of its actual footprint, it's not a lot bigger than the average large garage. It does have, though, its height. The ingenious layout takes full advantage of this fact. The kit stacked up on top of the cold room, the racks of raw ingredients perched above the minuscule wood panelled brew house. I point this out to excuse my first tactless question to head brewer Greta. Hey, this is cool. Where are you going to brew 7,000 litres for beer 52? Astonishingly, the full order is being brewed right here. This small but mighty brewery has only been going for around 18 months, founded last year by restaurateur Ryan Lum and sous chef and avid home brewer Greta McKinnon. Remember this was from October 2019. Ryan and I have worked together for years. He discovered craft beer through his involvement in the Helsinki Tap. Says Greta. 
But of course, as soon as you're involved in the scene, you immediately want to run your own brewery. He knew that I brewed. So we started talking and this space came up. It had been used by another craft brewery that was moving to larger premises. So it all happened quite quickly in the end. As a Brit, Ryan opted for a traditional English style brew kit, complete with wood panel sides. Style-wise though, Lumi is more American, with nods to the German technical values a dash of their own creative flair. We never set out to brew English styles, because they just don't sell here. We're chefs, so we always think in terms of what flavour combinations will work. For example, we just made a cherry goza based on tart tartin with cherries and allspice that Ryan baked when he was a chef. So you have all these memories of what you cooked and what worked, and you can feed those into beer recipe creation. We also like traditional flavours of course. There are some beer styles you're not supposed to go and ruin. German Pilsner is the best thing in the world. So I'm not going to ruin that by adding fruit or something. Some things are best left alone. Greta is proud of Finland's relatively young brewing scene. A hundred breweries have sprung up over here in the past few years. She acknowledges it's somewhat less mature than the better known craft countries around it. Sweden, Denmark and Estonia. But she's confident it's on a fast track to become one of the great brewing nations. Trendy, weird stuff is what sells in Helsinki. People want beers that are sour, with berries, spices and anything that's hazy. Like everywhere else, what we've had for such a long time is bad bulk produced lager and drinkers here are in a phase of wanting to get as far away from that as possible. Assuming we follow what's happened in other countries, people's tastes will become more sophisticated and they'll appreciate a wider range of styles over time. In terms of the future though, I'd personally like to go to a fine dining restaurant and get a beer menu with my 10 course food casing menu. That would be fantastic. Since the beer 52 order is reaching the end of its fermentation period while I'm here, we stopped to sample a couple straight from the tank. Go West is a classic West Coast IPA, an excellent example of the style, with a real bitter snap and a tasty but subdued malt. Its name apparently was informed by the fact that seconds after deciding they should brew something in this style, the classic Pet Shop Boys tune started to playing on the radio. I want to do a big imperial style called It's a Sin said Greta with a grin. There's also freshly cans of Queens of the Sour Age, named after a traditional Finnish Queen's Jam, made from strawberries, blueberries and raspberries. Really, I assumed that was named after Queens of the Stone Age, the band, but there we go. Back to what he says here. This is a very traditional thing here, explains Greta. We eat it with pancakes. It's funny, because as soon as we did this, the other breweries did their own Queen's Jam Sour. Jesus Christ. I'm relieved here Lumi's plan to expand, albeit in a fairly modest way. The next door unit will soon be vacant, allowing Greta and Ryan to knock through. They'll need the extra space too. A great year of collaboration has helped get Lumi's name heard across the region and beyond. It's already exporting to Sweden and hopes working with Beer52 will drum up an appetite among UK drinkers. This was actually a collaboration with 71 Brewing from Dundee, Scotland. So this is the write-up house at the back of the Ferment magazine. Lumi and 71 Brewing. Muster Lumi. Black Snow. 5.2% Black IPA. Muster Lumi is a Black West Coast IPA using Simcoe, Willamette, Chinook and Columbus hops giving a great West Coast flavour. An emerging beer style defined as a beer with an IPA level hopping with a distinctively toasty dark malt character. This was made in collaboration with the wonderful people at 71 Brewing from Dundee. So there you go. The official definition of a black IPA. I've been trying to come across that for some time. So let's see what I thought of Mustalumi Black Snow. We are the 20th of April. Damn, I can't believe we're almost there April. So today I have a can of a collaboration out of my Beer 52 box. So we have 71 Brewing from Dundee and Lumi Brewing from Espoo, Finland. Muster Lumi, Black Snow. Made of our friends with Lumi Brewing from Espoo in Finland. This is a heavily dry hopped Black IPA, 5.2%. Um, for those who don't know, 71 Brewing, they're from uh, Dundee in Scotland. Oh, best before the end of the year, best 30th of the 12th, 20. 
it's actually printed on the label rather than on the can. Let's crack the can, get it out into my glass. As usual, drinking from my Wirral Beer Festival glass to start with. Oh, wow, that's a bit lively. Well, it's fitting out the top, look at that. Well, as you can tell, it's got a very tan head to it. Oh, that is completely black. And very lively. <laughs> look at that, wow. Well, I might have to wait a minute for that to settle. So I know nothing about this beer. Oh, so here we go. Mustard Lumi. Black Snow. Black IPA. Cheers guys. This has a one, two, three, four finger tan head at present. Hmm. It's not bad. No, it tastes like. It tastes a bit like a black IPA. Quite hoppy. Just say it's quite hoppy. Oh, it's um, it's five point two percent. Getting a little bit of like coffee on the back end. It's quite hoppy, quite bitter. Mm. It's not too bad. I'm gonna give that a three and a half out of five. Not a bad little Cascadian dark or black IPA. Oh, and it's got oats in it. Water, barley, oats, hops, and yeast. Unfiltered and unpasteurised, suitable for vegans as most beer is these days. Not all, but most. Someone's out uh, for a bit of a joyride in the sun, breaking curfew, aren't they? <laughs> breaking. breaking the lockdown. Alright. So, have a great day and do whatever you're doing. Stay safe. My next two beers came from Pernican. Yep, I went back to Pernican and the first beer left me scratching my head saying, what the fuck? So I'll read you the write-up for it out of the back of the Ferment magazine. Pernican Brewing, Cloudberry Saison, 5%. Tasting notes. Finnish speciality using our own cloudberries picked during the height of summer. Fresh, bit spicy, berryish, hoppy, highly carbonated and easy drinking Saison beer. This is a cloudberry. Don't the hell a cloudberry is, but... So the Cloudberry Saison, it's 5%, got a use-by of 19th of September 20. So let's see what I think of a Cloudberry. They give very little details on these cans as to what's actually in it. Looks like Pernican is a crowdfunded brewery. Oh, opens with a hiss. Squirts everywhere. <laughs> Drinking out of my Wirral Bear Festival glass again. Oh, listen to the hiss on that. There we go. Oh, and it clears very quickly. It's a very light, clear golden colour. It had, oh, I wasn't even looking, it had about a two finger white head that settled to a bat finger, half finger to a finger. Nearly non-existent white head. Oh, it smells sour, but it is a Saison, so it's kind of what you expect from a Saison. Because this is 5%. Let's have a swig and see what I think of this. See what I think of a cloudberry. That's not actually too bad. Quickly scan it on Untapped, see what Untapped has to say about it, if anything. As there's no description on the actual can itself. Finnish speciality using our own cloudberry, picked in midsummer, fresh, hoppy and easy drinking. 
So I'm still none the wiser as what what the hell a cloudberry actually is. But it's got like a like a bananary smell to it. Like those foam bananas <laughs> sweets. <laughs> mm, a little bit dry on the palate. Yeah, I'm getting that in the taste as well. Very much like those um foam bananas, you know, like those bananas you get in the one penny sweets from sweet shops. <laughs> it's got that sort of taste to it. Mm, not overly impressed. It's a, it's a little on the soured side, but it is a is a saison, so it's meant to be. I'm not sure on that. Mm. I'm gonna give that a three out of five. It's interesting is the best way to describe it. I wish I knew what the hell a cloudberry was. But yeah, it's uh, definitely interesting. Still made. So if you're in uh, Finland. Do you need tampere when the, when the lockdowns ended or if you can order from them? Um, try a can of this beer. <laughs> a little bit watery on the finish, but it's not too bad. Been in that three out of five. Alright, I'm going to go. Cheers guys, have a great evening. Okay, so I've looked at what a cloudberry is. <laughs> Wikipedia is brilliant. A cloudberry is a rhizomaceous herb native to cool temperate regions Alpine and Arctic tundra and boreal forest, producing an amber-coloured edible fruit similar to a blackberry. Common English names include cloudberry, Nordicberry, bake apple in Newfoundland, knotberry and knoutberry, akpik or lowbush salmonberry in Alaska and everin or everon in Scotland. So it's part of the blackberry family. So there you go. Learn something new and so have I. And my penultimate beer for this session was Perdicum Brewing Mosaic Lager. You may recognise this, this was the one Richard Crosdale was raving about in the intro back, right back at the beginning of this podcast when I read the article. It's 5.7%. The write-up for the brewery says, Perdicum Bruco, crafting from the forests of Finland based in Tampere. Perdican has grown from being a small local producer to one of the largest craft breweries in Finland. They believe pure craft beer comes from the heart and the soul. Combined with the finest ingredients, purest water of Finland and good karma. So the tasty notes on the beer. A refreshing American style lager, dry hot with a large amount of mosaic hops with a pleasant aroma. An excellent all day beer. So let's see what I thought of this excellent all-day beer. We have two beers left from this box from Finland and Estonia. My penultimate beer out of this box comes from Finland, from Pernikon. It's a can of their Mosaic Lager. This is quite a special one. There's no write-up, but the write-up for it untapped says a refreshing American lager, dry hopped with a large amount of Mosaic hops with a pleasant aroma. And this is an award-winning beer. This won the 2017 World Beer Awards World's Best Seasonal Lager. Let's crack this and see what I think of the World's Best Lager 2017. Oh, God. Enjoy the squirt. It's quite lively. <laughs> wow, that's come out with, look at that. One, two, three, four, five finger foamy white head. Looks like it's going to settle quite quickly, so I'll leave that a second. Mmm, yeah, nice citrusy nose. From the nose, I'd said it has citra rather than mosaic. It's 4.7%. Alright, let's see what I think of the 2017 world's best lager. It's quite pleasant that. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Nice, sweet, juicy, fruity. Tastes like a lager. That's not bad. Bitter, sweet, hoppy, bit juicy. Mm. Yeah, that's not bad. It's a little bit citrusy. Um, it tastes quite lemony. Not bad for a lager. I'm going to give that a three and a half out of five. Cheers, guys. Have a great afternoon. Enjoy this, whatever you're doing.
For the final beer of this podcast, we return to the town of Sau in Estonia, where we find Olenort Brewing. And I reviewed this as Sitsu Porter. It's actually Sutsu Porter. S Sutsu. Sutsu. S U I T S U. Sutsu Porter. So, let's see if it did suit me. And the write up for this in the untap and the untapped. In the back of the ferment magazine it says 5.4% robust porter. Tasting notes. The first sip is less than average bodied and smoky sour. The middle taste is dominated by scorched root malt sourish bitterness with a nice caramelly background. The final taste resembles burnt sugar candy with a hint of sparkly spices. Spokiness retreats into refreshing aftertaste, giving room for pleasant sourish black plums. Oh dear. Hey guys, welcome back. Okay, final beer of the night. Final beer and final beer out of the Finland and Estonia box. So the last beer out of the Finland and Estonia box comes from Estonia. It is a bottle of Olenort Sitsu Porter, smoked robust porter. 5.4%. It has a use by of the 1st to the 11th 20. It comes in a 330ml bottle. It says smoked porter. I've never been that overly keen on smoked porters, but we'll see how this goes. There's your bottle cap. The Olenort bottle cap. Oh, he's upside down. I like that. The Olenort guy. I hope I get more from these. I hope I can track more of these now. Right. 3, 2, 1. Oh. Off with it. No smoke on the opening, it's not bubbling up out of the bottle, which is good. I'll just decant it into the glass and see what I think. There we go. Ooh, I can smell that from here, it smells malty. As the light refracts through it, it is a dark red, very dark amber, dark red, Coca-Cola coloured. Cheers guys, let's see what I think of this. Mmm, doesn't smell smoky, it smells... ...robust. <laughs> it's got an interesting nose, almost Belgian. Right, let's see what I think then. You know what, I'm ready for that. I haven't had a drink since dinner at six o'clock and I've just been... Uh, oh, wow, you definitely get the smoke on the back end of that. I've been downstairs playing Diablo 3 on my uh, PS... Uh, not my PlayStation, my uh, Xbox. Oh, that's like... Uh, it's a little bit of sweetness on it, but it's like drinking a, a fire, that. It's like drinking a bonfire. It's not too bad, actually. Mm. Okay. 10, 15 years ago, I may have really enjoyed beers like that, but my my tastes have changed. And to be honest, I've never really liked the sort of the German Rausch beers, but there was a few things like yeah, like so. This has got a strange sweetness on it, very malty, very smoky. It's not too bad. I'm going to give that three and a half out of five. Cheers, guys. See you guys soon. Have a great evening. Enjoy some of what you do. I'll see you soon. So that's it for Finland and Estonia. Where will we be next edition? Subscribe to find out. If you have any comments, questions, or if there's anything you've seen that you think I should try and review, then you can get in contact by emailing cyberbeer at cyberbeer.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram using at cyber underscore beer. Or you can find us on Facebook by typing in Cyberbeer. And if you want to see the process in process, follow me on Twitter and Periscope. Periscope is just at Cyberbeer, all one word. Or you can watch through the Twitter account or on the Facebook account. I go live on Facebook as well. On a Monday and a Tuesday, 
set your notifications because I never really know when I'm going to go live. Don't have a set time. It depends on the weather. It's sometimes afternoon, sometimes it's evenings. Sometimes it's a bit of both. And occasionally I do a weekend as well, a Saturday or a Sunday. Or both. So just stay tuned to find out what's going on. So like, set your notifications. So you're notified when I go live to find out where I am and what I'm doing that week. And remember to subscribe to the podcast so you get the next episode when it drops. Uh, 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 uh.